0: Hello and welcome to the next installment of the opt-in podcast, a program brought to you by the New York City Police Department, the New York City Police Foundation, and the Youth of New York City. I am joined this week by my hosts, John and Kayla, and we have a guest host as well, D'Angelo. This week, we're going to be going over the options program as a whole. So, John, you've really been with us from the start of the options program overall. Why don't you give us A little rundown of where it's been uh, from the start and up through now.
1: It basically started with a basketball program trying to bring the youth together through um, sports and a sport that's commonly played. And then from there, it slowly started turning into something more than what I think anyone would have thought it could have become. Um, I was uh, approached by Detective Jason Anagasti to um, write a small script for a project I didn't know much about, um, and from there, it turned into these amazing workshops that uh, taught the youth a lot of lessons and and a lot of things they could do in life. And then from there, it turned to um, a Learn to Earn program over the summer after the pandemic hit. And we couldn't really do the in-person classes anymore, which gave the youth something to do over the summer. It gave them basically a job and um, experience and then kind of still in the pandemic, we're still transitioning to giving the youth those resources while also helping the community out during these times. So again, I think options has really become a lot more than any of us could have thought from a simple couple basketball games.
0: So basically, those basketball games were in NYCHA developments and NYCHA community centers, where we were bringing the kids from different developments to play together. Um, on Originally against each other, um, each house would have its own team, and then Uh, We started blending the houses together so that that kids from what used to be um, rival houses were now playing together and uh, started breaking down some barriers that way. But in order to play basketball, they also had to go through certain life skills workshops, uh, things like learning resume building, as well as um, things like how to tie a tie, how to apply for jobs, things to... uh, enhance your life in in multiple ways. From there, we started working with the Police Foundation and we started adding in emotional intelligence to these courses, understanding your emotions and how your decision-making will be affected during these. From there, we started utilizing now virtual reality and we would teach kids about emotional intelligence, decision-making skills, and then we would put them into these headsets to test these skills. Now, these scenarios that we built out were all designed by the youth. They were the ones in the motion capture suits. They were the ones writing the scripts like John was talking about. Uh, They were even doing the voiceovers. Uh, D'Angelo, you were doing some of the voiceovers there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
2: My experiences doing the voiceovers were pretty interesting because I never saw myself wearing um, a gaming suit and sitting down writing scripts. I not really interested in, I um, say, acting and writing scripts. So it's pretty dope to really have that experience and come in and see myself writing
0: scripts for young people. Do you remember some of the scripts that you worked on? What were some of your scenarios that you did?
2: Um, one was, I would say, I was playing as a character with a knife. So I pretty much had to say, hey, you know start beef with someone and you know throw the knife somewhere so this was on new lots in livonia i believe
0: yeah we were also using uh, realistic scenarios throughout neighborhoods as well the developers of it will go out and take um, multiple pictures and redesign locations as well uh, we were going through this and we went through several schools several community centers we went All over the city with this program. It was a three-day program. However, when COVID hit, we had to change up our methods of reaching out to the youth. And that's where Learn to Earn came in. It was fully remote. And that's where Kayla actually joined us. Why don't you go into a little bit about that?
3: Yeah. So um, I heard about the Learn Turn program from um, Greg Roberts, who runs the NYC Police Foundation. Um, and he told me that it was a cool program for kids around the city to be able to um, go into different tracks. So communications, storyboarding, uh, financial and also community building and use the knowledge that they learn from these tracks to be able to complete projects and And get paid for it so I was really interested in it because obviously it's something it sounds fun to do and also you get paid for it Um, so I joined the communications tract and I was able to um, help with video ideas and podcast ideas like the ones we're filming now and recording now Um, so it was really cool to be able to kind of come up with our own ideas and then be able to kind of realize them into real life and put them into motion. Um, And then we also were able to learn so much from even Other tracks that we weren't in, like learning from the financial track about ways to budget and the community building track about different um, community building projects they had for the NYPD and reaching out to youth in the city. So it was a great opportunity to be able to see how kind of things work behind the scenes with the NYPD and then also outside of it and um, how they outreach with the kids and um, come up with ideas to give the kids opportunities in the future and job opportunities as well. So I really enjoyed the experience.
1: That's really one of the gems of it too, because, you know, everything that Kayla just named, it's not like, like a lot of time you have these groups and these companies or these programs They say like, you know, the youth did this, it's run by the youth. And a lot of times, you know, that is true, but there's so much of, um, kind of adults towering over them and kind of telling them you should do this and then we'll say that you did it but the, the thing that I love about options is that even when it came to developing the learn to earn program, I had a couple fingers in that you know people would come to me for 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 a little bit of advice in that and I know a lot of other kids that we also work with also had a hand in it because you know everything is not necessarily ran by the youth, but we are part of everything that options is. There's no one adult that's towering over us because, you know, without the NYPD and without like Greg Roberts and without the foundation, options wouldn't be what it is. But also without the kids, without D'Angelo, without me, without Kayla, options would also not be what it is. And I think that's the, the biggest gem of this thing that it went from basketball to kind of the youth really running it.
0: Absolutely. And that's why we want it with the scenarios in particular. We need it. Your voices in there. If I'm sitting there recording a a scenario and I'm sitting there trying to mug someone with a knife or whatever, it's not going to sound authentic (laughs) because you're a police
1: officer. Right.
0: So it's not going to come off authentic, but that's why we need it. I think authenticity is a big word that always comes up around options is since it's. Like you say, it's by the youth. It's, it needs to be authentically by the youth.
2: And that's one thing like I can piggyback on and say is that I respect so much is that we have uh, a seat at the table and actually have a voice. So many programs are out there that say they are for the youth, but they don't give us the opportunity like Options gives us to actually have a podcast. And you guys do tower over us, but you guys give us a platform to pretty much do what we want. In a respectful way, of course, and manage um, how we do everything. But to have the opportunity to really make the changes that we want to see in our neighborhoods is probably one of the biggest accomplishments, you know, the biggest ac- accomplishments that this community can have. Like, I, I really love it. Um, and I I just love the um the the leveling up. Like I really love seeing new people come in and actually smiling and you guys have a podcast now. I know I've been away for the summer and the whole entire thing, but just to see the program expanding is probably one of the biggest things I love.
0: Well that's kind of why we brought you in here as like a unofficial quote unquote graduate of options programs. You're you're moving on to bigger, better things now. You're you're looking into getting your career started now. How have you seen the program change from where, when you first started, I don't even know how many years ago at this point, when you first started to where the program is now, what are some of the changes that you've seen involved? I can definitely say when I
2: first started, we was entering, um, you know, we used to go into basketball games and being able to really experience um, a different life a lot of us never really experienced. You know, you living in this neighborhood, you don't have the opportunity to pretty much go sit in a VIP section of a we're, basketball. Where citywide? Game. What what neighborhood are you talking about? Brooklyn, East New York. Okay. It was a great experience. Um, so. Uh, when I first came around, it was the basketball thing was happening, and a lot of times I would end up in a workshop. I really never was a part of the basketball program because I suck at basketball. I came a little bit later on uh, when we went to Chief madry's office to write the scripts, and that was my first experience actually sitting inside of a chief's office and sitting there writing a script while he's just sitting behind his desk. So it really gave us opportunity as well as to see policing and see the different side, the heart behind a badge. So as I just sit, sat down and watch, I gradually see, see the changes that options made, and it's beautiful.
0: So John, Kayla, going back to you guys a little bit now, um, where do you want to see this program keep moving forward as representatives of the youth of the city, knowing where we've been, what we've been doing so far? What are some of the changes that you want to see or some of your peers that you've talked to want to see going forward as well?
3: I would say the biggest message for the options program is to be able to give kids and youth in the city a voice and to be able to um, offer them a platform to be able to talk about things that they want to talk about, things that they find interesting, things that scare them. Um, so continuing to have more kids be able to share their voices through videos, through podcasts, um, through their input with the NYPD, um, definitely making sure that it remains where they have the kind of control over everything that the option program does and to continue to just encourage the kids to be able to speak their mind and not be afraid to just put everything out in the open. So I think that the options program definitely um, supported that and the fact that they were the ones, the kids were the ones kind of creating these stories and coming up with the ideas for everything that we were doing.
1: Much like what Kayla just said, I think You know, I'll be honest with you, Options, like I said, it's accomplished so much more than I would have thought it could have from writing that first script. And we went from primarily being based in um, East New York to kind of, like you said, going citywide. And despite a lot of the things that's been happening recently with the recent events, what's always kept me going and and allowed me to stay with the program and stay working with the foundation is the core message of what Options wants to do. It wants to give the youth a voice. It wants to give them opportunities. And like I said, there's a lot of programs out there that say they do it and they're not. So that's that's what's been keeping me here. And I think literally the only way for Options to get any further than it already has is to keep to that message And to expand it, I want to go from citywide to statewide to nationwide. And I think every department needs to have a program like this because, you know, don't get me wrong. I used to be one of the kids that people would go to a lot for this program, like every little thing I was kind of involved with. And now we have all these different branches, the communication, um, the storyboarding and all that. And I'm not in all those branches. And there are things being done without my name being in it. And as sad as it makes me that I'm working less, I'm really happy to see that the opportunities I had are are being given to 40, 50, 60, 70 other kids. And that needs to happen around the entire nation. That's the only way it's going to improve.
2: Just what you said, like, I definitely see this going nationwide. This is a program that we haven't seen in so long. This is very the very first. So um, I can't wait to, you know, when I start my career in law enforcement, I want to bring this program down south to Georgia so we can continue with this and continue with um, sharing the message and actually giving the youth a, pa- a platform and a seat at the table. And that's how we're going to bridge the gap between police officers and the community, by having kids at the table so they can voice their opinions. And this podcast is the is going to be number one for youth in this community to actually share the message of the changes that
1: they want to see in their neighborhoods. And I, I don't mean to continue to toot the options horn, but honestly, that, that's that's what I got to do. Because at the end of the day, it's like like you know, like me and D'Angelo keep saying, so many programs say they do this. And if 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 I'd ask anyone in the street right now and I'd give them a list of programs that are giving the youth a voice, they will not for a second say, Yeah, the NYPD is doing that. They wouldn't because of what's happening. And you'd be surprised that the the program that is being the most effective, in my opinion, is a program that is affiliated and working with the NYPD. People don't see that. And I think people need to see that. That's the success of this podcast.
2: The best thing is that We, as a youth, had the opportunity to go out there and show them that, hey, just because NYPD is affiliated with this doesn't mean that they're bad, that they want us to snitch because that's what a lot of people mindsets are especially um youth so as the youth we can post this on our sh- social medias and show them like listen this is cool we're actually doing something great we actually have a seat at the table but that's it's a great program and i've been a part of so many programs and this is the one that really changed my entire life it put it put me in a place in a position where i never thought i would be at such a young age you know when i sat at my oral board interview for um the police department and i said i'm certified in the emotional or intelligence, they just started smiling. So it really will boost you up there. But it gives you the confidence to actually go out and speak to people, um, meet influential people and actually have a conversation with those at the top. And you can definitely network very well. So this program is one that's going to change so many lives. And it makes me so happy because it's bridging the gap as well. And is inspiring so many other young people to get into law enforcement.
3: Um, going off of that, I just want to emphasize the kind of job opportunities that this program offers to kids because um, like we said with the Learn to Earn program, a lot of it was learning about communications, learning about finance, finances, learning about um, community building, and then also having the opportunity to speak to um, higher ups in the field like we got to speak to PR companies and we got to speak to amazing um, companies here in New York City and be able to learn how to get jobs with them and um, what it takes to be able to get a job so I think it's important to also know that it's not just about giving the kids a voice but also giving them opportunities career-wise as well
2: and I just want to share this one thing that I probably never talked about but um you remember we used um Joe we used to go to um I think it was the Academy and we used to sit around and learn about stocks and stuff. I won't lie. I helped a lot of people out with the PE ratio and Um, This kid, I told him about it. Um, He had some money, more money than me. And I said, hey, this is how you can invest in stocks. Look at the PE ratio, the percent of earnings, stuff like that, and he made, I told him invest in this one stock, and he made about $200,000. So just from going to those programs, um, you pretty much can accumulate accumulate a lot of knowledge. And so this program really helped me. I I should start a business learning about that one, but it's a great program, just like you said. It helps you with your career.
0: And the careers aren't strictly law enforcement like D'Angelo just happens to be going into. There are are several career opportunities for uh, communications. And we even had companies like Kayla said coming down during Learn to Earn to discuss, hey, these are the types of jobs we have in our field. These are the types of education requirements that we would look for. These are the type of skills we would like you to have. So, uh, So much from just kids playing basketball together and learning uh, these life skills to now uh, really, truly career advancement. But uh, at that, let's take a break for a moment and hear from our sponsors. And we are back. So I want to jump into now uh, some of your favorite memories or from some of your favorite experiences uh, from options. Does anyone have something? I would definitely say going to the
2: um, NYPD Foundation um, um, Gallows. One of my favorite things to go to, um, mainly because I can also network, but being being able to really sit there with um, the chiefs and people in higher ranking positions and have conversations with them is is great. Um, I, I never saw myself doing that at such a young age, so having that experience and it really gives you the confidence to walk up to people and start conversations, and it builds you up as a as a man and woman.
0: It, it's smart that you even had the the idea to sit there and think, "Hey, maybe I should network and and, and start talking to some of these people." Despite hosting a podcast, I would say I'm sure I, I always like to stay off into the corner and not talk to anyone. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, I, um, I share some of the same experience with D'Angelo because we were both in the program for a similar amount of time. Um, I loved going to the galas and um, like the state of policing, I think it was the breakfast that we would go to. We would come with the kits and we would set up the kits. And there was an experience with, I actually got to put one of the uh, VR headsets on the commissioner. Um, and that was a really fun experience because that's not something you would, you know, see yourself like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to wake up and go to the state of policing breakfast. Like it's, it's amazing. And being able to be in the room with people like that. And then also, you know, I can't stress enough being in a room with humanity and seeing the humanity that's, that's amazing. And then also just the quality time off the work that I've been able to spend with, I'm not even going to say police officers with people. You know, you know, the, the lunches, the dinners we would share, the jokes, it's all amazing. And I, I think that's overall is some of my favorite experiences.
3: So my favorite experience was since I've only been a part of the Learn to Earn program, it's very limited, but I had a lot of great moments and just being able to um, I never thought I would do a podcast would have any hand in making a podcast. And I've always loved listening to podcasts. So just being able to have the opportunity to like learn about something and then be a part of it. And figure out that I do really enjoy doing it. It's just great. So I was really excited to be able to be asked to be a host for this podcast and learn all the behind the scenes of how a podcast works and recording all the narration and all the craziness and the sounds and everything. So yeah, it's really cool that we were able to just um, figure out things that we never thought we would actually be a part of and then be a part of them.
2: Yeah, I never saw myself being a part of a podcast, but I love listening to podcasts. Um, so being here and being able to sit here and you know share my experiences with um options is great, and I just love it. But I just wanted to touch on one thing, and that's and, and this is one thing I love about options is having the ability to build a friendship with um so many people, and Joe, you know <laughs> Joe. like. We all saw Joe in a precinct and I've always saw him, but to build that relationship and actually um, see Joe work at ethic and see that we can also have a conversation even after, you know, options. So I can always hit up Joe and say, hey, I'm doing this down south and he shoot me back a text and stuff. I
1: never thought I would speak to Joe. I've never thought I would speak to this man ever in my life. I'm just walking home. And, you know, now I see him almost every other day. So that's fun. But, you know, like D'Angelo was starting to say, the friendships and the bonds that you can form. Because obviously, you know, being professional, I refer to them as police officers and officers so-and-so. But these, you know, in certain tenses, they are my friends. And they are people and the people that I can go to for advice and people that I look up to. And even the people that, you know, me and D'Angelo has been able to bring into the program, kind of bring people up and, like I said before, share the opportunities we have because that's what the program's for. I told, um, so it's funny that you bring that up because it's this, this one
2: person I brought into options and we went to the same school together high school and I said hey come to this program it, it'll change your life I promise you it'll change your life and my life was you know still the same at the moment um if you know me I probably you know I grew up you know in a lot of bad situations homelessness and stuff like that and I definitely say the options program helped me out with that so I told her just come to this uh, meeting it'll change your life and she came and I'm so happy to see where she's at now she's doing so great and it makes me so happy because I can bring other people and say listen this person is doing so many great things if you just you know follow in the footsteps and just humble yourself and actually want it so many people come into this program with the expectation of just meeting one person and their life will change but you have to want it you have to put in the work and you can't think about the money
1: think about the impact and then you know she's one of the many people actually, you know, designing and working on some of like the merch that, some of the merch that we're trying to develop. And like like you said, Santana's came in, you know, for lack of better words, kind of under us with not as much experience as we have. And she's climbing to the top, you know, further than I am. You know, the she has many career opportunities because of the program. And this is, you know, someone that in some ways I have to answer to. And it's really amazing to see kind of, that dynamic and that change. And even I, I had a friend that I used to go to school with and I told her, you know, join the program, you know, come around, whatever, whatever. And people kept insisting, you know, bring her, bring her. And the more she came, she started off saying like, yeah, I don't really think I want to like be involved with this. And like, quite frankly, kind of, you know, trying to stay away to, you know, being a part of the Learn to Earn program, being a part of the um, the financial branch and kind of becoming a part of Options, I think that's a really powerful message.
3: I just had a question. Like, what did you think changed her mind to make her want to join Options?
1: I genuinely think it was the officers, because I think that's what also made her not want to join Options, was kind of that energy and that environment. And I think, honestly, after she actually got to meet the people behind the badge and got to see the process, I think that's what got and what captured her. And this program inspired me to start up a project called the Heart Behind
2: a Badge project, where you know I want to actually interview officers and share their their testimonials about how they started off as police officers and share the heart behind the badge. And that's what a lot of people need to see—the heart behind the badge. So if we can get people, young people, or people in general, to actually have conversations with police officers on the street and just speak with them, they see something that a lot of people don't see. Because me, I never used to like police officers my perspective and perception was horrible i never saw myself walking into the precinct i never saw myself being a part of this program you know and one night you know jason walked up to me and said hey i would love for you to come out and you know um just record be a voiceover so i said you know what i'm gonna test it out and i did and it changed my life and I, i just i love this program so much that I came back, you know, for a couple of months, mainly just to work. I don't really care about the money. I just want to be able to come back to a place that helped me so much so I can give back to the community.
1: This program is the living example that the NYPD is trying, is making that effort. And that's why I said people need to see the program. And then also, I also want to say that the youth aren't the only ones going through these workshops. We aren't the only ones learning emotional intelligence. Some of the police officers are also learning the skills that we are. And a lot of times you don't see that. Imagine going to the street and telling someone that you have teenagers, 15, 17, 18, you know, in the same room as a police officer who's learning the same thing as them. And But your
2: conversation with a police officer can change their, not change their hearts, but give them hope because... A lot of times they they go to a lot of jobs and it's hard. So when you have that conversation and you say, hey, I'm I'm certified in emotional intelligence and you tell them your your um, perspective changed on policing and how you work with police officers, you give them hope and they start to smile like, wow, you know, my job actually matters, you know. And that's one big thing I love is that we have the opportunity to speak with the police officers and share our experiences and give them hope.
3: They offer an open conversation for us to be able to talk about any kind of um, grievances that we do have, and so it doesn't feel like we're being influenced. It feels like we're actually having a, a peer-to-peer conversation, to be able to be honest with them as well.
0: How do you guys feel about trying to defend the police to your friends that you that you're you know sitting here working with us?
1: it's a common challenge that I go through day to day. I'm not shy to you know, um, post my silly Instagram posts like clocking in, ready for work, et cetera. And usually there's something in the background that like shows that where I'm working at it's like you know, NYPD. And a lot of the times I'm approached um, over Instagram, I think I said in one of our pre- previous episodes of kind of a bit of a hostility. And um, I try to spend not too much time but I spend enough time to try to educate the person. Um, not saying like, okay, you're wrong about the cops that everyone's entitled to their opinions and of course they have their reasons. The things you see on the media aren't exactly kind and my goal of that conversation is to show the things you don't see on the media. Like the tournament we just had the other day. There was no key. You're not going to see that on the news, unfortunately. You're not going to see that saying, like, you know, they were able to have this opportunity. You're just going to see what the police officers were doing wrong. And nine times out of 10, I don't exactly get through to that person. But the goal is to hopefully reach the majority or all the youth in the city and, you know, give them the same hindsight we have
3: yeah and also just kind of emphasizing what you said john about how um telling people how hard the police are trying to be able to kind of work with the youth and build a community and sharing my personal experience with how how much they're doing to make sure they build a connection with people and that gets them to understand that yeah they are working towards something better
0: all right guys i think we gave you a little bit uh Could have been a long commercial for options here, but I hope you guys have a better understanding of what options is. I want to thank once again the New York City Police Foundation for helping sponsor this program. Uh, I am Joe Gletta for John, for Kayla, for D'Angelo. This has been Optin NYC. Make sure you subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate and review if you can. Thank you. Have a good day.